Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, you know, if you're hearing my voice, you know today is Friday if you're staying up on the podcast. And I like the fact that my voice is associated with the last business day of the week. So whether you guys are headed home this afternoon and getting ready for this weekend, there's plenty of cool stuff happening. First starting off Saturday at Impey with the open house. And then following that on Sunday in Irwindale, it's going to be bugging 46. So get your fix of drag racing, car show, and swap meet and all that good stuff. Um, I was hoping to be able to make it there this weekend. I know I won't be driving a drag car this weekend just because I had my hernia surgery last week. So I'm not 100% to get in the car yet. Plus, we haven't done a shakedown on it yet. And then, uh, but you may see me down there putting out flyers for our one crazy weekend that's going to be happening October 7th and 8th here in Las Vegas with the host hotel at the Orleans Hotel Casino. For more information, go to letstalkdubs.com and look up the details on the one crazy weekend happening in October, the best time you'll have driving your Volkswagen in Las Vegas. I didn't make it to Prado this last week, but I heard it was a great time. The new location, the uh, not Prado location down in uh, Juperana Park, I think it was called, in San Bernardino. So I know a lot of people had a good time. I saw a lot of video uh, on Facebook and whatnot. But like I said, that last weekend I spent in the hospital. So just getting your boy Bill T's getting tuned up. So no need to be alarmed. Just be ready for more podcasts like this one that we have coming out this week. While I was at the VW Classic two weeks ago, it was a great time. Perfect classic weekend with uh, Friday night DKP, Saturday Octo, Saturday RVA, Sunday Octo. And just being right there in Orange County, right near the coast, it was it was a great time. I had a blast. I'm sure you guys saw on Instagram. I have Future Shock out there and also Rag Chop. So back home now with those cars. And I got some work to do on both of them. I bought stuff to put me to work on both of those. Probably not the smartest idea, but that's my plan right now. But while I was at the VW Classic, there was a lot of really cool cars there and some unique stuff. And that's what leads us to our podcast this week. I got a chance to, to sit down with Greg Sloma. And he's the builder of that VW bus with a Jetta. It's basically a bus in a 2008 Jetta. And before you guys start hating and making a bunch of crazy nonsense, I'm telling you this thing is done super clean. Everything works. And, uh, I mean, it's phenomenal work this guy did. I thought the quality workmanship that's been done on this bus, he might as well be a professional shop. But he does it all out of his garage at home. He's retired. It's from the Midwest. They got a raging scene out there. So I was excited to get to sit down with him and kind of figure out what gets a guy to dig into a project to this level because that's pretty serious uh, serious backyard fabrication he's got because nothing looks backyard on it and everything looks like it was done at a professional shop. But you'll hear in the podcast he's got a fleet of vehicles and he's just a, he's just a real great all-around car guy. And what the funny part is, is his son got him into Volkswagen. So... Uh, check this podcast out. I really enjoyed doing it and it was, I learned a lot and, and that's what I love about our hobby is the variety of people that are in it. There are different tastes and likes. And, uh, I think he did a top notch job on this bus. Uh, I'd love one day to ride in the thing and just see how it handles. But I do know that every single solitary thing works in there from the air conditioning to the heat and everything in between. So it's a pretty rad deal. And, uh, Greg's a cool guy. So enjoy your weekend. If you guys are headed out to Irwindale and going to head out to the Impy Open House, you may or may not see me out there, but hopefully I get a chance to at least be out there on Sunday and uh, hand out some flyers and see some faces. So I'm looking forward to it, but let's get ready for the Jetta bus this week on Let's Talk Dubs. Here's a Volkswagen that's big enough. 
the new VW Fastback Sedan. The Fastback also has the most powerful engine we've ever made. It's air-cooled. classic and like we do when we get out to these car shows we try to track down some people that we might not get a chance to run across organically and luckily I'm here today with a bus you may remember it was featured back in March 2019 in Hot VW's magazine and it's a 1965 bus that's been merged with a 2008 VW Jetta and I've got the owner here with me today Greg Sloma on Let's Talk Dubs. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be here. So I caught this bus uh, yesterday at Octo, and it's really a phenomenal bus. The quality of the build is really, I mean, it's its really a high-quality build. And, and the bug, for those of you guys that, uh, I'm sorry, the bus, for some of you guys that don't, are not familiar with it, it's, uh, what color red is that? So it was copied off of, we had a 1963 bug and it's called ruby red so it's ruby red so it is a volkswagen color but not it was never a bus color right so it's a solid ruby red bus and it's been merged with a 2008 jet it's got the dash the tranny basically the entire drivetrain is underneath this car so greg we're gonna we, we always start the podcast with what's your vw story and how did you get into volkswagens that's an interesting story so grew up in omaha nebraska and i was a died in a wool chevy guy yeah Born and raised on Chevys, that's all I ever played with. Uh, got married, my son was about 15, and all of a sudden he decided he liked Volkswagens. So he had a learner's permit, and my wife and him were out playing around, and he found a 68 auto stick, and he bought it. And ever since then, I'm a Volkswagen nut. I own too many Volkswagens. I was president of the club, Omaha Volkswagen Club, for a, for a while. So how long have you been into Volkswagens now? Well, Brian was 15 and he's 35. Oh, wow. So, so, 20, so you're talking... 20 years, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... So, yeah, and we've owned tons of Volkswagen since then. And, and, and so, you know, talk to me a little bit about that. Like like going from being a, a dyed-in-the-wool Chevy guy to a VW guy. What was it about the VW that just kind of reeled in? You know, the VW in? guys... So I started hanging around with them and going to our club. Our club in Omaha is very active. Right. So it's fun to go to. Lots of, We have 60 families. Uh, so it's very active. They have all kinds of events. What attracted me to the Volkswagens was the people. Yeah. There's just so much, you know, they're friendly, they all want to share, we're all driving the same vehicle, you're not a Mustang guy and I'm a Ford, and I'm a Camaro guy, right. we're all Volkswagen people. Right. And so we share a commonality, so I just, I enjoyed the people, so well, and, just and, got more and more involved. And I say that a lot on the podcast, and sometimes I'm preaching to the choir, right, because it's VW people that listen, but I tell them, I've been into 5 liter Mustangs, I've been yeah. into Cyclones and Typhoons and stuff like that, and you go to the respective forums and all that kind of stuff. And they're really, because you're kind of a one model kind of guy, they're real, they're just, they're particular people. Yes. Mustang people yeah. are really particular, Corvette people are really particular, but the VW people, it's just this group of people that's like from all different walks of life and they all love this car that's like, it's like an underdog vehicle. Yeah, and not only that, it's it's more than the car because in the Volkswagen world we have camping. Yeah. So some people in our club are in the camping. 
Yeah. So they have buses and they go to all the campouts. And then some people like the bugs. We drag race. We've got a 70 in Omaha. We got a drag strip right across the river in Iowa. And so we got some of the guys in the club that love to go drag racing. So you can take a Volkswagen, you can camp in it, you can drag race one. You can, so it's, it's the activity surrounding Volkswagen that doesn't happen in a Camaro. Yeah, it's not just a park, a park yes. and look at it kind of car Correct. club. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And now talk to me about, so the conversion. Now, as you know, being a VW guy, VW people are really particular. Yep. They're, they're, they're pretty universal, and we've got a, a wide breadth of, of flavors and stuff like that, but when you start to take a car and do this conversion, what's, what's the genesis of the idea, and how does this come about? Well, the whole idea was I love splitties, and I've owned several. They're not fun to drive. They're a little bit they, of work, yeah. They're not a lot of power, no comforts, no power steering, no power brakes, no air conditioning, no heaters. Right. So I wanted to take a splitty and make it fun to drive. So the whole idea was just modernize us a, a splitty. But I wanted to stay in the, the German world, so I wanted to either do a Jetta or a Passat or something. Yeah. So as I just went around and measured stuff, the one that looked like it would fit the easiest. And really the only measurement I took to begin this process, yeah. I measured the different the distance between the left and the right motor mounts on a Jetta uh -huh. and made sure it fit in the fender wells of a bus. That because was it. if it was wider than the bus and stuck into my fender wells, I can't do it. Right. Once I made that measurement and it fit, I go, I'm in. I don't everything else I can solve. I can't solve that problem. So once I realized that the motor would fit in back between the fender wells, then I just yeah, I went forward and everything else we solved along the way. But. So the so now let's talk about it piece by piece. Uh, okay. From an exterior standpoint, guys, and I'll, you'll be some looking at some pictures on the, on the YouTube aspect, and then also uh, in the podcast, you'll click on the link below in the description, and I'll have photographs on the blog page on Let's Talk Dubs. But the windows, I really like what you did the windows. That yep. you, kind of, you flush fit the two front windows, which is probably the easiest to do because the channel's not super deep. Yep. But the side windows, you also did frameless side windows too. Yeah, so it started in front. So because I've got a Jetta dash in there, there's a ton of electronics. I can't afford to have water in there. And every bus I've ever owned, whether it leaks, it, it leaks. I don't yeah. care if it's got brand new rubber on stationary windows or you have safaris. And I said, I cannot have that. So then I went to the process of, okay, we're gonna make everything modern. We're gonna polish the windows. We're gonna glue them in like a modern car. Right. And I actually had to make an extra steel frame all the way around the inside yeah, of the car. Yeah, make it a little, a little wider it to hold to the window. It had to be wider, because there's not enough material there to put the glue on. So we had to do that. So once I started with the front windows, and they're polished edges with no trim, it's like, okay, I gotta just continue it. Right. So we did it to the back window. Uh, and then I got an idea. There was a company in Europe that at one time sold a kit that looked like mine. So I thought, okay, so we custom built the hinges, polished the windows, and it just kind of went from there. But the whole idea was every window is going to have a polished edge, no frames on anything. Yeah. So, but it started from the windshield and keeping the water out of the dash. Well, it looks super good. So now, now you guys look at the picture. It's got, an, it's got a full dashboard of a VW Jet in there. Yep. Was, did that have to be modified to fit? No, you know, initially I thought it would be, um, but it ended up it ended up fitting in fine. There's a million modifications in terms of mounting it there, but in terms of the cover of the dash, it fit between the two doors. Now it's quite it's quite deep. So the first so the next thing that you had to do was uh, you had to bring the seats back and drop them a little bit too, right? Yeah, and so I kind of anti-tubbed it instead of. 
uh, I had to basically drop the seats a little bit or you couldn't sit under the steering wheel. So the dash is as high as it could get and the seats are as low as they can get. So they, they have a driving position that you can actually work. So there's a million pieces of steel in the front of that dash. The, de the, the bus is way more supportive in a front accident than it ever was before. Huge pieces of steel going from left to right. Uh, to basically fill that in and so I had some place to weld all the dash mounts um, and then for example the power steering the master cylinder would have been outside the bus right because right. it would have been on the firewall the Jetta it would have been way in. so we had to take the booster out we had to machine all the different brake pedals to get it as tight as I could the booster is under the is under the Volkswagen in Europe they make a remote power booster setup and so it's actually under the center of the bus. So my master cylinder is sending basically power to a power booster under it. And, and from there, it's going from the front to the brakes. Because you've got the wheels are Jetta, like the, everything. The wheels are actually 2013 bug. But, but I mean the hubs, the hubs, yes. all that stuff is all off yes. the Jetta. So yes. you had this 08 Jetta and you're like, everything from here. Yes. Because you thought like, this is going to be a really inexpensive conversion because I've got both cars. <laughs> yeah. So right, let me right. go down that yeah. road. Right. Right. Besides the, the 10,000 hours that you have yeah. in fabrication. And and the front end is actually uh, Red 9. from Red 9 design. From, it's a Red 9 from, out of England. Out of the UK, uh, yeah. So it's uh, independent front suspension, the same thing you'd see in a 62 Impala. Now, do you have that car on air? Is it on air suspension? Yeah. So it's... Uh, so the Chevy guys, their ride technology makes what they call a shockwave. Right. So it's a shock with an airbag around it. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to fit a shock in an airbag. So yeah, it's got air ride technologies. It has their complete setup. It's called AirPod. So in one unit, you get the compressor, all the relays, all the electronics, uh, everything in one kit. And actually, it just that was luck. It fit on top of the Red 9 design between the two bucket seats under the car, oh, like wow. it was made for it. Wow. I mean, it fit right in. So, so all that's underneath. So the Red 9 design setup is be, is just underneath the AirPod. The AirPod sitting, correct, that's right. The that's AirPod wild. is sitting on top of that. And setup. the AirPod makes it super easy because you're just at that point running three, running power wires to right. it and running airlines from that correct. To, the, to, the, correct. to the wheels. Right, and it's all wireless. So now, I got a key fob that I can raise and lower it. Just now, let me ask you this question from a guy who's not had airbags. Have they been fairly reliable? Airbags are reliable in the sense that they work, but the the presets don't work. Yeah. And everybody I've ever talked to, it's the same thing. So it's got three presets. You can drop it, which it works. You mm -hmm. can hit number one, and she goes to the ground. You can put a drive setting on it, like number two. It will never go back to that. It always raises the front first or the rear, and then you've got too much air in the front of the rear. So there's a manual uh, screen. That, so you always, when you're driving it, you always end up manually setting them. Right. Uh, if I was going to drive the bus every day, the Red 9 design comes with coilovers. If I was going to drive it every day, I'd put the coilovers back in the front and I'd leave the airbags in the rear. So you'd put the coilovers just to have more reliability of, of the front suspension or a stiffer, stiffer spring? I took the airbags on it to, so I could drop it when I come to right. the show. I would put the, the, coils, uh, the coilovers back on it just for... It's less of a pain in the ass every time you jump in the car. Yeah, because yeah. you're kind of fighting two things because you want a big wheel on there, but right. the the shape and design of the bus doesn't lend itself to being able to be driven with the with dropped. the body dropped over Correct. the tire. Yeah, right. and so they look the, better with 17s on them or 18s. You know, yeah, like, yeah, so. those are 18s. Yeah, um, and it so, looks good. Yeah, it it turned out really well. The front wheels, believe it or not, there's a place in Michigan 
So the front, all the wheels started out as 18 by 8 wide. Mm -hmm. Well, the front ones were so wide, they were hitting my suspension. I had no turning radius. So there's a place in Michigan. I, I ordered a brand new set of wheels. I had them drop shipped there. They cut an inch and a half out of the hoop, welded it back together. I don't know how they did it. They didn't yeah. even touch the wheel. I can't see how they held it in a mill. I can't tell how they did it at all. Wow. So the front wheels are only six and a half wide, and the back ones are eight. But the outside of the wheel is offset the same. Yeah. It's the same. Perfect. Yeah. They just took an inch and a half off the inside of the hoop. Now the rear setup. So so when you guys look at photographs, this the engine is is mounted. Uh, it's basically mid-engine now. It's, yeah, it's mid-engine, and it's the motor sitting there sideways, just like it would be for a front-wheel drive car, because you're using the transaxle. Correct. Or tra is a transmission, transaxle? It, transaxle, tra yeah. Tra an automatic transaxle. Six that. feet, yeah. Six feet automatic that fits between the two wheels. Now, with the original track width, was that was that the same? No, so we took this, we took the front hubs of the Jetta and had to put them in the back, and mm -hmm. so they're mounted on a whole thing that we machined up. And I needed the hubs because I needed the splines on the inside of the hubs right. to match up to the axles. But a Jetta is wider than a 65 bus, so the biggest mod there was we had to cut the axles down. So the axles, are both the left and the right axle, have been shortened to fit within the bug. But they're going into the, the both ends of the axles are original. One goes in the transaxle, the other one goes in the hub. So, so we had to cut something out of the middle of the axle and put them back together. So does that car have, does, does that car have the, the, the motor sits in there with the transaxle, the hubs and everything, it, does it have the front suspension in the rear of the bus? No, no. The only thing we took was the hubs. So all the turning part of what was in the front of the Jetta is not been brought back. So you just it's it's still kind of a swing axle in the rear or IRS or so it's <laughs> yes. So because the engine is now mid-engine, it was it was going to land right where my uh, torque tube housing. Yeah, the was. torsion housings. The torsion housing. So it got moved forward. I had to cut the frame of the bus. And I'm doing all this on a rotisserie. So this thing is on its side. So I'm looking at everything, right? So we, we cut off the torsion tube, the housing, move those for, move that forward a foot, reinforce the frame. I boxed in the frame all the way to the front because now I've got right. too much power, too much weight. A lot of torque. A lot of torque. And so we had to move it forward. Well, now the spring plates are too short. So we had to get the wheels back into the center of the wheel well housing. So we made out of aluminum extensions for the spring plates. And then on that aluminum, we were able to mount the hubs. So when we extended the spring plates, it also became the home for the hubs. And so it all worked. And then to keep the spring plates standing up correctly, we basically, you'll see on the videos, there's big, long aluminum, uh, three quarter inch thick aluminum uh, plates drilled with holes. And basically, we copied the design of the old F-150s, the uh -huh. twin I-beam. Yeah. So that's what keeps. So when you drop the bus, it has all kinds of camber, and then when you pick it back up to drive it, the wheels stand up straight. Oh, really? Yeah. So it has the same characteristics as the bus would originally have, but it's a whole different that's design. Cool. All, and the whole rear is custom design. The front was a plug-and-play Red Nine. The rear end is all custom from top to bottom. So on on the rear setup, well. The first step that you do is what? Mount the motor? Yeah, the first step we do is, I knew I could solve the front end just by buying the Red 9 design. So yeah, the biggest start was, actually the biggest place I started was the dash. I wanted to make sure the dash would fit without a huge modification and looking stupid. 
So we actually did all the cutting up of the dash first, and then I was kind of designing in my head how the back end was going to fit. There's tons of new steel in the back end yeah. to support as a whole framework to support the, the engine and all the suspension. But I started with the dash. I knew everything else wasn't going to show. The engine wasn't going to right, show, but right. if I couldn't get the dash to look nice. Now, I, I got to ask this question. What do you do for work that makes you so brazen just to jump in and just start so modding I'm a, cars like I'm this? a CPA. I'm a tax guy. Come on. I, yeah, I'm, a t I'm, no. a, I'm an accountant, so I I'm, pay attention. I'm thinking I'm talking to a machinist. I'm no. talking to a, a professional welder. Like, you're no. a CPA. <laughs> I'm a CPA. I'm a tax guy. Yeah. But That's so crazy. The, my, the, my main characteristic of any CPA is I pay attention to detail. Right. So... You know, the whole the whole build is documented. The wiring was a huge nightmare. So right. yeah, everything's documented. But so since you're a CPA, did you have a budget? You have a balance sheet when you're done with this thing? You don't even want to know. Correct. You, you, I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't want to know. Just everybody said you want to receive it. I go, no, I don't know who I'd give it to. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to admit what I paid for this. No, I'm doing. I don't yeah. want to know what I have in it. Yeah. So. You've had this car done for how many years now? So we finished it kind of towards the end of 18, and then, like I say, it was in Hot V-Dubs in March of 19. And then COVID started, yeah. and so none of the big, all the big shows got canceled. So really, this is the first time we're kind of parading it around. So is this your first West Coast show? We took it to Prado last year, but that really wasn't the show. It's it just, not. Prado's more it, of a, a camp out. It was a camp thing. out, and the show. It, a lot of people saw it. Most of them don't remember. It was so hot. It was so hot. The show lasted like two hours, and everybody left. So yeah, it, I wouldn't really call it an outing. But yeah, we came out here. And today, here at the VW Classic, oh. it is a it's a monster turnout today. Oh, this is a, and we're on hard surface. Yeah. We're, no, we're no gopher holes. No the, ant piles. No. There's no dust yeah. everywhere. Uh, yeah, this is a beautiful location. We got a little bit of cloud cover. It couldn't be a better day for a show. And now you've got five years into building this thing, you told yep, me. Yep. How often, what was your schedule to work on it? So I was retired, so every day. I mean, and my garage is attached to my house. I have a huge garage. So, yeah, every day it was make some progress every day. Don't let it sit. And as and, retired and being being an accountant, you got to put yourself in a situation where you're not bleeding money every day. So this is why it was a perfect project <laughs> because you had both cars. Yeah. So you – because – so, I don't know if you had to convince the wife, but you're like, hey, I've got this and this, and it's going to be no problem. No, my, my wife is a car nut. She, she's glad that I don't kill things and bring it home for her to cook. Right. So the fact that I have a car hobby, hobby and I don't sit and watch TV or football games all weekend, she loves it. She's a car nut, so no. There's yeah. nev we never have an issue about cars. She goes, build what you want, buy what you want. We're all going to die. What's Just, your favorite thing about the bus? I just, it, it looks factory. Yeah, that was my. Goal. It does. When I, I gotta tell you, when I first saw it, I thought it was like a Volkswagen concept Beetle. Yeah. Or I mean, not, not Beetle, I, but like their concept yeah, bus. I have people come up to me and say, "Is this the new European bus?" And I go, "Yeah." It's like you just, whatever that, you that, think. Like, there's no point explaining. Yeah, whatever you think it is, that's what it is. It's, yeah. It, it's funny. So uh, we opened up a new Volkswagen dealership in Omaha uh, two summers ago, and the head of North America Volkswagen, Don Keogh, happened to be coming through town. Mm -hmm. So they set it up so he was the guest speaker at the show or whatever. And so we put this on the showroom floor of the new really? dealership. Yeah. So when he got done speaking, I said, you got it. He, he saw it there and he goes, okay, I got to come see what this is. So he went through the whole thing. And I said, you know, you need to give up this electronic bus nonsense because nobody wants an electric nope. bus. I said, I can't drive it across the United States and back. Nope. And I said, you guys have all the parts to build the same vehicle. You build Jettas today. You can get the molds for the bus. 
I go, this is what you ought to build, right? Yeah. And he went through the whole thing. Every We had the whole book built. So very interesting guy, but he's like, the world wants electric Volkswagens. And I said, okay. but The Volkswagen people don't. No, well, particularly bus people. Yeah. Right? Because that, we want to we do things with them. And, and, I've, and I've had that, 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 I've said that on the podcast before, that I believe that if they would have gone to the few thousand people that are here today and said, hey, what, what would you, if you wanted to buy our new stuff today, what would we, what would we need to build for you to buy it? Yeah. Because you're talking a, a, a group of really dedicated people that are brand loyal and we would really spend a lot of time, you know, we, we would buy, if, it, if they hit, if they built something that struck a chord with us, we'd buy it. Yes. Two seconds. No yeah. question. Yeah. You know? So. And, and today's cars are efficient. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, I, I wanted to build it out of a diesel. I could not find a diesel that was in good enough shape. I thought right. that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So I, I found this car and it was in great shape. And so I ended up buying it for the donor. And anything I would have put in it would have had enough power to make it fun. So yeah. it, it didn't matter. I just I, wanted something nice. How much of a nightmare was the wiring on it? Wiring was a huge issue. Um, again, the engine used to be in, sitting in front of the dash. Now it sits clear in the back of the vehicle. Yeah. So every wire had to, there's, a, there's at least 2,000 splices in the car. I sat inside the car on a roll around stool with every kind of, uh, you know, wire connector that you could think of, small, big, whatever. And I sat in there and I was writing down color codes of wires of what I'm attaching to what. So if I ever pulled a wire out of the car, I could go to it and say, this is the wire that connects the radio front to rear, or this is the wire. So it took forever to do it, and it took forever to document it. Because if you don't document it, you, it's kind of you're pointless. lost. Yeah. You're lost. If you ever have a wiring problem, you're never going to track it down. Yeah, no, that's so, incredible. You know, when I, I talked to your son yesterday, and he told me to make sure that I ask you about your other VWs that you have. What other Volk? Because there's no way a Volkswagen guy yeah. ever has just one. No, my, my buddy that drove out with me only has one, and he says he's only going to have one. He's <laughs> the only guy I know. Because he's got a three-car garage, and that's all it fits. I, you know, I was, there's a guy here, Lee Bashaw, that was here. Um, he's He built, uh, they had a Duran Kafer Cup class, which is like really nice, fast, fast cars. And I told my wife, I said, I don't know why I just can't have just one nice car. Yeah. Why do I always have to have more? And there's just something with the majority yeah. of VW people where they've got to have more. So what's in your more collection? You know, it's again, it started out with my son. When he was 15, he had his learner's permit. So we've had... Uh, 68 auto sticks. We just sold a 52 split, gorgeous car. We re restored a 63 uh, ragtop, uh, and it was the ruby red that I copied the color of this bus from. And isn't it amazing how a restoration compared to what you did is so easy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like and, it's like just order the parts and get it, and we'll just clean it, replace it, and paint it. Yep. Yeah. So then I kind of went to. My son and I are a little bit opposite in, this, in the sense that if we look at something and, and it's an issue between practical and it works or it looks good, right? he's for the looks good guy right. and I'm for a better work right guy. <laughs> right. So I started falling in love with Vanigans. I thought, I drove one and I thought, oh my Lord, this thing drives great. It's got rack and pinion steering. It's yeah. got, so I started playing with Vanigans. I made a double cab and it was in Hot VWs years ago and I still have a Subaru motor. I took a van and made a full-blown double cab out of it. It's oh, gorgeous. Really? It's it's 2008 Porsche red. Um, so I've got a double cab Vanagon I made with a with a Subi motor in the back of it. I've got a white Vanagon that we road course. That's got a small block Chevy in the back. Really? Of it. Yeah, it's got a three and it's so when you road course nice it, it's lowered. It's 
dialed it's, in. It's as nice as that thing. So I'm coming to Nebraska, man. I'm coming to Nebraska yeah, to check we, out your collection. You know what? So we have a club in Nebraska. The, the, I mentioned the Omaha Volkswagen Club. We also have a shop called Air Cooled Express. Yeah. And all we do, and it's a buddy of mine, Mike Carroll owns it. And we got he's got Volkswagens in there from all over the Midwest because there aren't any other Volkswagen shops. Um, so yeah, if you were to come to Nebraska, we could take you around and show you nothing but Volkswagens for a week. I, look, at I, I, that stuff excites me. Like yeah. that, that's that's the kind of stuff I yeah. love to do. And uh, my wife, my wife and I are gonna be taking a road trip soon. And you may see me. You if, may see me. If you me. do a road trip, you have to stop in Omaha because again, there's tons of people that have Volkswagen. We got one guy in the club's got 37 cars. And so the Volkswagen scene in the Midwest strong. is actually very strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's very now do you guys, so where do you get, like, where's the big show for you guys? Is it down in Texas or do you guys? So we'll go, our biggest show that we travel, well, we have our own show um, and then we'll get a hundred cars, uh, but we'll typically go to uh, Denver, Bandemir. And oh, okay. Do the, so they have a bug in in August. So Bandemir is like the closest to it's you guys? It's 500 miles. Uh, so there's a show in Kansas City now that's right outside of Kansas City. So Kansas City and Denver are our two biggest places. Minneapolis has got some shows. Um, Iowa doesn't have any. Des Moines used to have some. They don't. So Denver's the big one. So how far are you guys? So Texas is a ways for you guys? <laughs> Texas is, yeah, 600 and some miles. And we went to the Texas show this year. Went down to uh, Dub Splash. Yeah. So we trailered one of my other Volkswagens down to that show. Um, so the one that I didn't mention is the last project actually I built since this. I've got a 1987 LT40. It's the Vanagon that looks like it's on steroids. Oh, really? Great big four-wheel drive vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never sold them in the U.S. Most of them are fire trucks. They're red. Yeah. They, and so we took one of those and dropped an LS in it with a really? 4L80 overdrive and four-wheel drive and full camper. And the four-wheel drive works on it? Yes, everything works on it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, everything works on it. It's it's as nice as this bus. You're uh, th and this bus. Listen, if you get your get get your March 2019 issue out and look at this. I'm telling you, when I tell you this thing is nice, it is really really nice. I mean, it's it's hard to believe it wasn't built in a professional shop. It it again. My goal was to make it look factory. So I again, I'm an accountant. I pay attention to details. Everything's got to be done, and I never like going back to it. Yeah. I, I, if, if there's an issue of how to build it and one might work and one will work, yeah. I go with the will work. I'm not, I, I don't like tweaking with stuff. Right. I, want it to, I want to get in at any day it started and go somewhere. Yeah, uh, no. So. Listen, you've done, a, you've done a fantastic job on this car. I mean, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm really impressed. I mean, from the belt line trim to all the stuff that you've done with it, I mean, it was really a phenomenal job. So right. uh, Thank you very much. It, it was, it, I tell people the first 75% of it was fun. The last 25%, you left all the hard stuff, yeah. and you really got to force yourself. And that's why projects don't get done. You really got to want to finish it because yeah. there's always something that's bugging you and you don't want to do. You just got to figure out how to get yeah. it done. No, that's great, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on yeah, and getting well, your story. You. And uh, I look forward to seeing some more of your stuff and more of your collections. And you'll send me pictures of the stuff that you have so I can put it as yeah, in the okay. videos we're talking about. I will send you pictures. But, Thank uh, you. Yeah, good luck. And, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the other stuff that you built. Okay. All I right. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks. If you like that podcast, make sure you support 
your favorite VW podcast by going to letstalkdubs.com, go to the merch page, pick up some merch to support the podcast, or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or even on Spotify. Leave us a review. We'll read it on the air and you'll get a shout out. I appreciate the support, guys. This week was a little bit short. I got more podcasts coming up. I may throw out a midweek one next week. Who knows if I'm feeling kind of crazy because I did get a few while I was out there at uh, the VW Classic. But I'm looking forward to uh, getting the rest of these out there for you guys. And we got lots more cool ones coming. So until next week, guys, later. Here's a Volkswagen that's big enough. The new VW Fastback Sedan. The Fastback also has the most powerful engine we've ever made. It's air-cooled. Since we made a VW that's a little roomier in the inside, have their trunks, we have a... Come into your Volkswagen dealer. He'll show you where the motor is.